Yes, indeed. T'was the day before Selection Sunday. We are rocking back in on the nation's college basketball show and podcast. It is college basketball coast to coast. I am merely the somewhat capable, somewhat rested after late nights on both Thursday night and Friday night uh, host of the program. Merely TJ Reeves. I have got some great help coming up straight ahead here. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about the SEC tournament, specifically the Tennessee Volunteers, who at the time that we are speaking and previewing on the weekend are about to play Alabama in the SEC's semifinals in Nashville of their conference tournament. Vince Ferraro will be here from the Sports Animal, the FM Sports Radio Station in Knoxville. Straight ahead, Vince is going to have a lot of insight on this matchup, on the Vols, where are they going to be seated, what might happen in the tournament, et cetera, et cetera. He's coming up uh, straight ahead. Uh, also on the program, a buddy of mine, another uh, Vince is a Tampa brother from another mother, but another buddy of mine from the Tampa Bay area does a great job, has tremendous insight on the college hoops. Jason Powers from the Powers on Sports podcast. Powers is all over it right now for March Madness, and he's a Florida State apologist too because he went there. Uh, he's also got ties to Indiana, although it doesn't look like the Hoosiers will be in. So Jason Powers of the Powers on Sports podcast later. Vince Ferrara here in just a moment. Reminder, however you found this show, whether you found the streaming version of this show on TuneIn on the free app. Again, we're on the TAG Sports Group channel. TAG, T-A-G. Find that channel for free on TuneIn. This show streams all the time, 24-7, including for Selection Sunday night. Uh, when the brackets are out, we're going to have another show on there. This show is streaming nonstop. Lock it into the to the channel, Tag Sports Group, uh, because, again, we're there 24-7, streaming top and bottom of the hour, thereabouts. The show will be there, college basketball, coast-to-coast. Coast. And in podcast form, find us on Apple Podcast, podcast half-hour a uh, uh, program subscribe it comes automatically to you college basketball coast to coast on apple podcast with all of that out of the way he has waited very patiently from me it has now been five weeks since our tampa bay buccaneers won the super bowl we're still giddy we're still excited vince ferrara of the sports animal in knoxville good to have you on the program now we lock into march madness brother and the tennessee volunteers very relevant in the sec good to be with you yeah, good to talk to you again, TJ. And yeah, Tennessee was one of those absolutely head-scratching teams in college basketball and so up and down throughout the year, won their regular season finale against those same Florida Gators that they beat on Friday in the SEC tournament in Bridgestone. You never know what you're going to get from this Tennessee outfit, but that team that beat Florida, that's a team that can do some things. In the NCAA tournament, we'll see if that sticks and stays against Alabama, the rest of the tournament, and then the NCAA tournament as well. All right, so let's pick up on that point and the Friday win. Specifically, what did you like out of that Tennessee team that they did well uh, to advance to the semifinals? Very good defensively. I mean, that's the kind of team that is fourth in defensive efficiency in Ken Palm and looked it. Some of their defensive numbers this year, TJ have, I thought, been overinflated to what the reality of the team was in looking at them through the eye test, but not against Florida. They were terrific. Trey Mann just could not get loose, especially early, made some shots as the game went on and everything runs through them for the Gators, but Tennessee did such a nice job with them. Castleton was another very effective, important player. At times has been Florida's best player this year. He was a non-factor in the game. Uh, energy 
and effectiveness from their two bigs in Fulkerson and Pons. Fulkerson, very active, running the floor. Uh, they got transition buckets. Their freshmen were fantastic. But when Pons and Fulkerson are playing well and they can, and the freshmen can complement them, it makes everybody better on this team. The key for Tennessee was they were able to get rested and healthy a little bit with that week off in between games. They played Florida on a Sunday. They hadn't played to the prior Saturday in a loss to Auburn. So they were finally able to get some guys healthy. You decide Jordan James had a wrist injury he was trying to heal from. Uh, John Fulkerson's been banged up. And so that really helped a lot of guys get healthy. They looked rejuvenated. They had their best practices and they played well in the second half against Florida, got the dub, and then we're on a different level better against the Florida team that had Trey Mann this time. They didn't have him in that regular season finale. And then how about E. Ponce? Nine blocks in yes. a game. Tying an SEC tournament record and setting a Tennessee single game record. Man, he nearly got a triple-double with blocks included. I mean, yeah. it just it, incredible. 11, 8, and 9, and it's not 9 assists, like you mentioned. Right. 11 points, 8 rebounds, 9 blocks. And to your point about the defense locking down Florida, you're going to smile at this. Florida shot 34% for the game, and that doesn't include the 9 blocks that didn't get to the rim. So if you include that, they maybe shot like really 26% or whatever the math is with right. what Pons was doing uh, blocking shots. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, when Tennessee, when they're that good defensively, it's more than just pawns. Their all, on-ball defense is much better. The help defense is smart. They get in gaps and keep guys in front of them. But then when you're that good and then guys do get by you, you have that kind of eraser on the backside with elite athleticism. I mean, it's a luxury that I don't know who else has. It, he is absolutely – that's why, even though he hasn't had a great year, TJ, he still, I think, projects for the NBA and has a chance to maybe be a second-round pick, even though he hadn't had the, the kind of year he would have wanted because he has such elite athleticism, jumping ability, and can defend. And, yes, he's going to have to work and expand that offensive game. But, man, those skill sets that he has, has are pretty special. Love the insight of Vince Ferrara, not just on the Tennessee Volunteers. I'm going to broaden it out to the rest of the four remaining teams total in the SEC tournament as he joins us on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Full disclaimer, the Alabama-Tennessee game is an early semifinal. You may be hearing us later in the day, Saturday night, uh, etc. You already know the result. Vince and I are in the preview mode. We don't know the result. Tennessee could have upset Alabama. Alabama could have won by 30 we don't know, and we obviously don't know the second semifinal, which is later in the day in Nashville, Arkansas, and LSU. So we're kind of projecting. This is what the whole month of February has been about. Now into March, projecting. We're just kind of projecting uh, and going along. Uh, again, just one more on the Gator game, then I want to move on to the matchup with Alabama and project to Sunday and what might happen. Falkerson took the elbow. Awful, awful, flagrant two foul. Goes out of the game. We've seen the social media posts from him with the black eye, the swollen eye. We are now a few hours from game time at the time you and I are taping. Do you believe he can try to play at all? There's probably a concussion test and protocol going on. And, and if Falkerson is not there, it's an even bigger challenge for Tennessee against Alabama. Enlightenness on what you know, what you think. Go, Vince. Well, Rick Barnes said in the post game that he did not expect Fulkerson to be cleared. Fulkerson in his social media tweet didn't 
wasn't 100% on it. I don't think Barnes was 100% on it either, but he did not. He said he didn't expect Fulkerson to be able to play. I don't know what can change in this quick of a turnaround to have him be available. You don't want to take chances with him. Uh, the, the biggest prize is the NCAA tournament. So, um, man, those were vicious, vicious elbows, especially the second one. To me, absolutely intentional and just dirty, no place for it. And they were talking about it. Epons was saying, hey, there's no place for that. We took that personal. And they played inspired after that in defending their guy. And you like to see that. And as you mentioned, I think it would be tough for Tennessee to win this game, even with Fulkerson, not only on the court for them, but effective like he has been over the last couple of games. Then without him, I think it really hurts him. Now, the seven-footer, Uros Plapsic, who – I did the pregame interview for this game on the Vol Network. He gave them six pretty quality minutes. He, there's some games where he doesn't even play. He's he's a tall cheerleader on the sideline, but he's a great teammate, and he earned the first spot off the bench, and he gave them some good minutes, had a great seal out on the Keon Johnson drive to the basket, uh, rebounding, just quality minutes and holding things down, and that doesn't always happen when they go to the bench. So uh, there's – clearly a drop off there but if they can if they can at least manage through some minutes there's some different lineups that Barnes can go with and they have to be able to to be better offensively if they're going to give up uh, not having focus on the court but man what a challenge with the way Alabama can score Alabama won the first meeting this year gave Tennessee their first loss of the season at Thompson Bowling Arena in that game though they lost Jaden Springer after just five minutes, they're really talented five-star freshman. E. Pons was in foul trouble. So this will be a little bit different game. Then again, Tennessee still doesn't look like will be full strength. Alabama will. So deep. The three-point shot spread Tennessee out and gave them a lot of trouble. We'll see if Tennessee can uh, defend that three, but then not overhelp on the drive also. It's, it's a tough predicament that Alabama puts you in, but Tennessee has athleticism and when they're sharp and dialed in, they can do some things. It it will it will be difficult against the number one team in the SEC. No doubt about that for the semifinal. And I was going to ask you, you read you you read my mind. Give me a quick answer here on this. How much does a game at the beginning of January mean for March the 13th, 60 days later? Does it mean very much at all? Not a whole lot. I mean, look, Florida House, Tennessee in Gainesville in their first meeting this year. What did that mean in Bridgestone Arena nationally yesterday? Not much. So yeah. I, I do think Alabama also, that was before really they got scorching hot like they did during a year. And that was before Tennessee became this up and down yo-yo team. So I think both teams are very different. You had the missing pieces. Alabama's better. I think Tennessee, we'll see if they can continue being better. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a, it, it's a big deal or means a whole heck of a lot in the postseason. Voice of Vince Ferrara, the sports animal, 99.1 in Knoxville, Tennessee, at Vince Sports on Twitter with us for just a few more moments here. We're talking Tennessee-Alabama semifinal. If Tennessee is victorious, they would play either Arkansas or LSU, probably Arkansas, who's on a roll. The Vols did beat Arkansas in the game after the Alabama loss in January. Uh, give me two parts. What about that game stood out, if you remember? Yep. And and then uh, Arkansas has really been rolling as of late. What will be the challenge? If it is Vols in Arkansas with an upset over Alabama, let's say in the championship game, project. What will that be like real quick, Vince? 
Well, I think even though Arkansas beat uh, lost to Tennessee and Tennessee lost to LSU, Arkansas is the better team. I think they would be the bigger challenge for the Vols. They are like Alabama, and they spread you out and shoot the three. They have athleticism as well. Uh, they're playing obviously the best basketball is anyone with as hot as they have been over the last month or so. I think they're the better team. LSU, they're to me, if before the tournament, a non Alabama Arkansas team, it would be LSU because of their ability to score, but they don't always defend. Um, I, I still think Arkansas is a more complete team. I think that would be tougher for Tennessee. But if you want to improve your seeding for the NCAA tournament, beating an Alabama and beating an Arkansas and route to an SEC tournament, this a win against Alabama would put Tennessee in the SEC tournament title game for the third consecutive year. They didn't have a tournament completed last year. The last two lost to Auburn in Kentucky, and they would get back third straight year and looking for their first SEC tournament title since 1979. So um, it's been a while for this Tennessee team. And if they do that, then you got to look at them completely different than the yo-yo team uh, they have been for the NCAA tournament. No doubt. Moment or two left. Where do you project? We don't know what that committee is really thinking. Is Tennessee somewhere, depending on if they beat Alabama and Arkansas, obviously if they win those two games on a neutral floor, their seed line might go up two seeds. Let's see. Let's say that's understood. We don't know that right now while we're taping Saturday before the Saturday games. Where do you project Tennessee pops up on the board? What seed line? What do you think, Vince? Real quick. Well, I I would say somewhere around the five line. I think that went over Florida was very helpful. You know, if they lose, like there's like many project them to against Alabama, I think they're going to settle in right there. If they win, I think they can, if they beat Alabama and or Arkansas, I, I think you can see them really move up perhaps to a four, three yep. might be difficult, but I, I think you're looking at that four to six range for Tennessee uh, because they they didn't go one and done in Bridgestone I I don't think there will be a seven or eight and that's a big thing you want to avoid that especially that eight nine line and and have a really tough first round matchup well yeah because then you you got what you're saying without saying it is you get a number one looming like a Baylor or a Gonzaga or whomever Uh, and honestly I know you're on board with me on this I I hear it so many different years and I want to scream vomit all of the above if it doesn't matter that Tennessee can beat an Alabama in the semifinal and beat an Arkansas teams that are probably two seed and Arkansas, probably like a four seed or a five seed. If that doesn't matter on a neutral floor, why are we playing the games? If it's not <laughs> going to help Tennessee seed, if that's yeah, exactly money, you're showing me the money symbol. That's why we're playing the games, but it should benefit you at the very end here. If you get those wins. And I would suspect that if the balls were like a five or a six, they could be a four seed if they win those two games. The first one is the Alabama game. Uh, plug away again. You're all over the ball coverage this weekend, including after the brackets are out Sunday night. You'll be all over it on the Sports Animal Vince. Plug away for yourself, the shows, the station, and the and the ball network if you would. Yeah, appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at Vince Sports. Our website has all the post game. We got Chandler Emerson from our station that's in Nashville covering the tournament for us. Uh, at uh, 991thesportsanimal.com is our station website. We have blogs. 
podcast, so much more, and uh, probably a, a tournament special as well. And then also, uh, if you're looking for some college baseball action with a basketball this weekend, find SEC Network Plus on the ESPN app, and you can hear my play-by-play call this weekend with Charlie Pelay, who played in the big leagues. We'll have the call this weekend, so check that out. And then so much more. No time for it. You got to get going, TJ. But, man, uh, great to be on with you, as always, my man. Always good to be on with you. And, again, the ball's in Alabama on Saturday. Who knows? Balls may be in the title game in Nashville in the SEC tournament on Sunday. They will be in the NCAA tournament. He is a great follow for all things uh, volunteers. He's my Tampa brother from another mother. Viva Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, brother. Uh, Brady sticking around. The Bucks holding it together. We love that. Vince, happy March. Happy Selection Sunday weekend. And here we go with the brackets. And if you let me bother you later in March, especially as Tennessee uh, maintains relevancy, I'd love to come back around to you. My friend, thank you for being with me in the preview mode on college basketball coast-to-coast on championship weekend. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. You're the best. Thanks, TJ. Indeed, we are continuing. It is college basketball coast-to-coast. We're coming your way just before the Saturday games get underway. But the show will obviously be relevant into Sunday. Selection Sunday night. We will have programming not only on the TuneIn channel, but also on the podcast for Selection Sunday Reaction. The brackets will be out. Who are we favoring? Where are the upsets? All part of the coverage on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Streaming on TuneIn on the Tag Sports Group channel and also in podcast form on Apple Podcasts. Find us either one of those two places. If you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, you'll get the ding. It comes automatically to you. Streaming top and bottom of the hour or thereabouts on the TuneIn Tag Sports Group channel. That's where we are. Love it. All right, so let me bring in another Tampa guy. It's like doubleheader Tampa, guys. Vince Ferrara did a great job with me. He's in Knoxville, Tennessee, breaking down the balls in the SEC tournament. Another Tampa brother from another mother. He is Jason Powers of the Powers on Sports podcast can break it all down, well-versed on everything, but loves NCAA basketball, loves March Madness and the NCAA tournament. It's here, championship weekend. We are going to get a bracket Sunday night, all things being equal. Remember, it was shut down, everybody, a year ago, but now we get to open the Christmas gifts uh, for for Selection Sunday. Jason, good to have you. I know you've been talking a lot of March Madness on your own podcast. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me here on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Anytime, TJ. It's a great time of the year for us, us sports junkies to sit in front of the TV. <laughs> Hopefully the wife or the girlfriend's oh. got something to do today or tomorrow. I know. You were laying it out on your own show. It's like 14-hour days in front of the TV. And if you don't end up with divorce papers, you're probably very fortunate. Uh, good, right thing is, good thing is you get four or five days to, to recover between Sunday night and Thursday night. Go and to dinner. Friday, Saturday. Buy, buy flowers. Go to dinner. Make it up somehow, yes. some way. Do whatever you got to do for the basketball widows. Uh, okay, so we spent a lot of time just before you came on about the SEC tournament. So we, we're good on that. If I say to you there's conference tournament championship games all over the place from the Big East to the Big 12 to the ACC, the championship games now I'm talking about on this Saturday, Pac-12. Mountain West, tournament title games all over the place. Give me one or maybe two that really intrigues you in the preview mode and why. Go. Well, there's two because there's Georgetown in the Big East, who if they win that conference, they're not going to get in unless they win the tournament. So you got Georgetown Creighton tonight at the Garden. And then you also have out West on the, in the Pac-12, you got Oregon State against Colorado. Oregon State's not getting in unless they win. So these are two bid stealers, Georgetown, Oregon State. So the Syracuse of the world, the Ole Misses of the world, your Memphis Tigers of the oh. world 
are praying to God that they don't win this tournament. That takes us a bit away. So to me, those are the two games that all the other teams are going to be looking at around the country. Well, and for Georgetown, I'll just tell a quick story. I was there uh, in 2007 when they made the run, got back to prominence, won the Big East tournament. John Thompson III is the coach. Patrick Ewing Jr. was on the team. Jeremiah Rivers, the son of Doc Rivers, is on the team. After the game, I'm in and around the Georgetown locker room, and you're standing around Patrick Ewing Sr., John Thompson Sr., Doc Rivers, and they're all celebrating. They got cigars out about Georgetown. I remember that like it's yesterday. Uh, Jason, that's 14 years ago. But the Hoyas now have a chance at the automatic bid. They came in three games under 500. They've knocked off Villanova. They've beaten Seton Hall in a close game. They now have a chance against Creighton to play their way in. What a story it would be for Patrick Ewing Sr. to get him in. Absolutely. He's doing a good job rebuilding that program. And do you think by now the MSG staff knows who he is? (laughs) We've been joking. (laughs) We were joking yesterday on this podcast. It's not like he's of average height and he's not not noteworthy to be walking around. I realize, as we joke, he hasn't played for the New York Knicks in literally 21 years, but it's still Patrick Ewing. I find it it hard to believe if like Peyton Manning walked into Thompson Bowling Arena with a mask on that they wouldn't know it was Peyton Manning and just pick a sport like uh I I don't even know Michael Jordan in North Carolina yes if Jordan is walking in at North Carolina uh (laughs) just pick one yeah Patrick Ewing this is my house uh is right uh and on that Oregon State team we're going to play some in or out with Jason Powers in a few moments I don't know that they haven't done enough now by beating UCLA and then beating Oregon who I believe are both going to end up being in the dance yep maybe they still got to prove it one more time for the automatic bid with Colorado Colorado is absolutely in and they won on the last second tip in against USC late night Friday night for those that maybe haven't seen it while we're in the preview mode so they'll reload late night tonight with Colorado and the Oregon State Beavers I go all the way back to the glove Gary Payton at Oregon State uh, back when they were a top 10 program, they haven't done a lot since then, but they can play their way in on Saturday night, Jason. I love that Absolutely. selection. And another, here's another name from the Oregon State Pass, one A.C. Green yes. from the Lakers. Yes, yep. uh, big there with the Oregon State Beavers, that's for sure. Yep. All right, uh, so, so those are a couple of tournaments uh, that we are looking at uh, in particular. I know you talked on your Powers on Sports podcast. You and Deshaun Tate did a great job. Find the Powers on Sports podcast because this thing is relevant not just for championship weekend, but you did a yep. lot of projecting. Um, so for right now, out of the Big Ten, you were talking about this with Deshaun. You've got Illinois. You've yep. got Iowa. You've got Michigan and Ohio State playing in semifinals. Do you believe there are two number one seeds that will emerge out of the Big Ten when this is all said and done Sunday night? Absolutely. I think it's a lock. I think all four ones are a lock. I think Michigan and Illinois are going to be automatic ones, in my opinion. Even if Michigan loses or Illinois loses prior to the – if they lose today in the semifinals, I think they're both ones. I don't think Alabama is going to have enough to get to, to, to the one line – I think Michigan, and in, in that conference, that conference is a war every night from 1 to 14. I mean, it, Northwestern's playing well the last couple weeks of the year. All the te- I mean, again, they, they, they legitimately could have 9, 10 teams that could get bids theoretically. But, no, I think Illinois and Michigan are locks, obviously, with Baylor and Gonzaga. 
And there's a lot of talk about being able, and we don't know what the matchups are going to be, being able to beat a team three times in one season. But we saw on Friday over and over again that Mm -hmm. Iowa team beat Wisconsin for a third time in the quarterfinals. Alabama beat Mississippi State in the quarterfinals for a third time. Uh, Memphis, who we'll get to in a second, in the American, beat UCF for a third time. Granted, the first two were home games back-to-back because of COVID uh, guidelines and scheduling. But Memphis beat UCF. Uh, for a third time and there was one more Creighton um, victorious I believe over UConn if I have that right three times in the same season so it's not impossible and we get a rematch of Michigan and Ohio State that was a really fantastic game game with Michigan winning late in the regular season and Ohio State would love to have revenge absolutely no I think it's going to be another great game I think Ohio State kind of went through a little lull there the last week and a half or two but they sounds like they recovered a little bit. They now they almost blew it yesterday to Purdue. They ended up going to overtime to, with Purdue. I think Michigan's the better team. I think Michigan will win a, a good game. It'll be a good game. I think Michigan will win. You know the interesting thing: Jawan Howard got ejected yesterday. Yes. Did that it, I, all that stuff that happened. So you know, I, I, I'd give the edge to Michigan, and obviously, I think Illinois on the other side. I'll be, have a little it, defensively. Illinois is a really good team. Everybody think thinks. Desumu and and uh, the big man in the middle, but defensively they are very good. So I, I would give a slight edge to Illinois over Iowa. Yeah, Kofi Coburn is the other one with Desumo, and and even Illinois won a couple of big games late in the year. One at Michigan without yep. Desumo. Yep. So let's see how the Big Ten plays out again. If you're listening later on Saturday, you may already know the results. Their afternoon semifinals headed into Sunday for the Big Ten. Uh, real quick, a Saturday night ACC. Is it a tainted ACC tournament for just a second? Because Georgia Tech didn't have to play a semifinal game. Florida State didn't have to play a quarterfinal game. It is Florida State and Georgia Tech. It is the first time since 1996. 1996, William Jefferson Clinton had just (laughs) been running for re-election as president of the United States. The last time a non-North Carolina participation uh, ACC tournament, no North Carolina team, no Carolina, no Duke, no NC State, no Wake Forest in the title game. It's FSU and Georgia Tech. Uh, Is it tainted a little bit? Quick answer, please. You know, uh, I mean, everybody, you could always, you could make that argument. I would say, um, you can make that argument, but I would say both teams, Carolina, I mean, FSU beat a very good Carolina team last night. So that, to me, that win wasn't tainted, you know, the Georgia tech, Virginia game. Sure. Georgia tech was, would have been an underdog to Virginia, but it is what it is this year. Are we going to remember that 10 years from now, if Georgia tech wins the ACC and wins a couple games in the tournament? No, they're going to be the champion. Josh Pastner's not going to forget that when he's asking for a new contract Amen. extension and all that, that's not going to be in play. So yeah, I mean, you can you can make the argument, but are we going to say it was a tainted Super Bowl? Are we going to say it's a tainted Stanley Cup championship? No. We'll, we'll, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Give them credit for staying healthy. And, and that's true. That's another good point there. And Georgia Tech, by the way, has now won seven straight games at the end of the year. And if they beat Florida State for an eighth straight win, uh, I'm with you. Uh, they're cutting down nets. They're hanging a banner. It says ACC yep. Tournament Champs. We'll see what happens on that game Saturday night. Mr. Powers is very much interested in that one. A former Noel, always a Noel, but a, a Noel alum on that. All right, are you ready? I think we are ready. Yes. One more time. Let's do it. Here we go. Who's in, in or out, out for the big dance in March? I got my man Jason Powers, the Powers on Sports podcast. We are going in or out again, projecting right now. Drake Bulldogs out of the Missouri Valley lost the championship game. 
to the number one team, Loyola Chicago. They have an interesting resume. How nervous should they be? Are they in or out, Jason Powers? I think at 25-4, and four, you played Illinois, Chicago, Loyola, Illinois, uh, Chicago very well. I think they're in. I think I think you I think you reward teams like that that have great years from mid-major conferences. Drake's in. Let's swing to Syracuse, who had a good finish to the season and a couple of quality wins, including beating North Carolina at the end of the year, but they lose on the heartbreaker shot to Virginia in the ACC quarterfinal. How nervous should they be? Cues in or out? What do you say? I think I think if you're Jim Beheim, you better get ready to play that first four game. You're gonna be one of the last couple of teams in. Um, I think I think Syracuse is on the right the right side of the of the line today. I All right, they, and so Syracuse again is nervous watching these bid stealers. Yeah, uh, can Georgetown steal a bid when they're probably they're not in Oregon State? Probably not in. Do they steal right. bids and take slots while we're talking in and out? UCLA, the name on the front of the jersey means a bunch. They lose their last two regular season games. They lose to Oregon State in overtime in their first Pac-12 conference tournament game. Are the Bruins right now in your mind on the Saturday of championship weekend in or out, Jason? I think they're in. I think they've had some really good wins the last during the, the regular season. Cronin's done a nice job out there. Again, rebuilding that program a little bit. I think they're comfortable in probably a 10 or 11 C type deal. Um, I think they're in. All right, so UCLA on that. And then the American Conference semifinals are playing out. I believe for Memphis or Wichita State, neither of them are in at large. I believe both have to win the tournament, or the American may only be a one-bid league if it's only Houston winning the tournament. Do you believe that either Memphis or Wichita State is in despite not winning the conference automatic bid? Can either one of them get in? My question to you be, didn't Wichita win the, the, the regular season they conference did, outright over Houston? But it was kind of funky because their best quality win is one win okay. over Houston. I don't know that the resume is strong enough if they don't beat Houston okay. in the championship game. Memphis beat Wichita State and lost to Houston. If right. Memphis beats Houston later today, have they done enough to get in if they don't win the automatic bid? What do you say, real quick? Man, I, I got a funny feeling if they're not if they don't win the tournament, I got a funny feeling Memphis is not in. I think oh. Wichita is in. I'm right. sorry, Mr. Reeves. Well, that's the truth. I'm asking you in or out for Jason Powers of the Powers Memphis on Sports out. Podcast. All right, we'll see what happens with the semifinals, which we don't know the results of, and championship games on Saturday. Brackets out on Sunday. Follow him at the Powers on Sports podcast, wherever you get them, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. He and Deshaun Tate are breaking down the tournament big time from Tate's Take Hoops. Deshaun and Jason breaking it down big time on the Powers on Sports podcast. Mr. Powers, thank you. I appreciate you hopping on on college basketball coast to coast. Enjoy Players' Championship Weekend. I love that. Love the NCAA tournament. Love Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal in Knoxville. Again, this show streams on TuneIn on the Tag Sports Group channel. We'll have a selection Sunday night show as well. Find us in podcast form. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It comes automatically to you when there's a new one. For now, enjoy all the games. For Vince and Jason, I'm merely TJ on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Bye.